0: What's going on family, TGIF, thank God it's Friday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. My name is GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. Hey guys, listen, we made it through another week. It's been a historic week all around our country and around the world, and uh, you've made it through. So that alone is cause for celebration on this Friday. Shout out to everyone who joins us by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. We absolutely appreciate you. Shouts to those who check us out, of course, via podcast. That is specifically you. Uh, no matter which way you join us, uh, wherever your podcast platform is, thank you for spending time to hang out with us. Would you do me a favor and rate and leave a comment for us on the platform that you're listening to us on right now? It allows others like you to be able to see what's going on with with us and uh, to be able to understand that there's a wrestling podcast that they can connect to. So do that for me, it will be greatly appreciated. So we have a lot of news to get into. First of all, let's talk about the ratings from Monday Night Raw this week. This week, Monday Night Raw drew an average of 1.854 million viewers, which is up from last week's episode, which drew 1.819 million viewers. So it was about a 35,000 viewer uptick. Uh, There was an expected increase for Raw this week for two reasons. One, we're on our way to the Royal Rumble and two, there was not any competition on ESPN from the NFL or from college football. It was a fairly solid show, as, of course, we saw at the top of the show, Randy Orton addressing the fireball situation from last week. And on the back end of the show, we saw Alexa Bliss really in the ring for the first time since connecting with Bray Wyatt. Uh, And she got a big win defeating Asuka. And we saw a unique transformation in the ring for Alexa Bliss. I'm just going to say this now. I've always felt like wherever Bray Wyatt is, particularly in this Fiend situation, that he is bringing something that is must-see TV, regardless of who he's working with. And while I'm not always the biggest fan of Randy Orton, certainly in the WWE title picture, this situation with Randy Orton continues to gain layers. And so now the work that Alexa Bliss is doing... I think is amazing and it just adds some questions you know in my own head and we haven't talked royal rumble officially but we probably should start doing that right Um, one of the things that's in my mind is who will win the royal rumble on the women's side of things and my initial pick was Bianca Belair after watching what happened Monday night there's a case that could be made for Alexa Bliss winning the royal rumble Ah eh, some may say it's not likely but it is actually quite possible And uh, maybe next week, we'll get into some Royal Rumble previews and the like. But yeah, that's just my quick thoughts. I love what's happening with Alexa Bliss, Bray Wyatt. It is being masterfully done, and uh, it's a very, very good thing. So that's the ratings and the recap of Monday Night Raw. Of course, the Wednesday Night Wars took place with NXT battling AEW Dynamite. And one of the real challenges, again, is for the third consecutive week, they are battling some major news in the country two weeks ago they battled the coverage of the insurrection last week they battled the coverage of the impeachment of former president donald trump this week it's the inauguration however the inauguration did not negatively impact this week's wednesday night war in fact it may have created some opportunity so on the nxt side of things viewers increased by 108% thousand viewers bringing in a total of 659 thousand viewers for wednesday night show but on the aew side they picked up ninety-two thousand viewers as well and that netted them 854 thousand viewers for another win for aew dynamite absolutely significant situation now with that said uh congratulations to both shows Big shows indeed And I'll also say this I don't know that I'm totally surprised As on the inauguration side of things The actual inauguration took place earlier in the day And so what they would have been competing against Were concerts and things of that nature Which in this virtual world I'm not sure that, you know Obviously it was must-see TV Certainly it wasn't as historic As the actual inauguration itself Which took place earlier in the day So, shout out to AEW and NXT Both, of course, are building to some pretty big shows on the AEW side of things. They are getting ready for an upcoming pay per view. That's right, there's a pay per view coming. It's AEW Revolution. It is currently scheduled to take place on Saturday, February the 27th, 2021. Now, there are a lot of questions right now. In terms of the location of this particular pay-per-view, it was rumored that this pay-per-view would head to Miami. Uh, but right now, tickets aren't on sale and there's talk that it may stay at Daly's Place. Of course, all of that is connected to the state of affairs surrounding COVID-19 and uh, certainly how things are in the state of Florida. So that's a fluid situation. We will keep you posted on that. But certainly, AEW Revolution 2021 is on the way. On the flip side, NXT continues to work towards some things as they have an NXT takeover taking place on Valentine's Day, February the 14th, which is a Sunday. Now, we don't know all of the card for that, but certainly Wednesday night's card had history connected to it. As we continue to see the dusty Rhodes tag team classic take place on the men's side and for the first time we saw the launch of the women's dusty Rhodes tag team classic and i gotta tell you i think we saw a bit of an upset with casey cadenzaro and caden carter defeating tony storm and mercedes martinez in what many could call the biggest upset in dusty Rhodes classic history Nobody saw that coming. I was personally very excited about the team of Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. The only thing that really makes sense to me is that both of them have their eyes clearly set on the NXT Women's Championship against Io Shirai. So, interesting things there, but yeah, Catanzaro and Carter advance. On the men's side of things, we saw Leon Ruff and Kushida advance over the way, which, in my mind was also an upset. We also saw Lucha House Party defeat Imperium in another big upset. I had both Imperium and the Way advancing. So, congratulations to Lucha House Party. Congratulations to Leon Ruff and Kushida. Also, congratulations to Casey Cadenzaro and Caden Carter on their big wins. We also saw the Fight Pit match which was just brutal between Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa, and uh, there's some questions that are out there. What does this mean for Tommaso Ciampa after losing this match? Uh, The last fight pit match that happened took place between Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle, and that ended up being Matt Riddle's NXT swan song. Well, the same thing happened for Tommaso Ciampa. We've gotta ask ourselves some questions. What's left for Ciampa to accomplish in NXT? I don't know. I mean, he could go after the North American championship, which means him and Johnny Gargano one more time. And we've certainly tasted that particular drink. It's a great drink, but I don't know how often we want to drink that one. So I'm not sure if that's how that should roll, or if there's an opportunity for him to end up on Raw or SmackDown. I'm always a little nervous, of course, when NXT superstars head to Raw or SmackDown just because we've seen what's happened with some of them. Does Tommaso Ciampa's style work well in those scenarios? Well, let's remember this also, that there was a time where Ciampa was on Monday Night Raw. Both he and Johnny Gargano were teaming up on Monday Night Raw uh, for a little while before injury befell Tommaso Ciampa. So this is all interesting to see where the pieces are going to move. I don't know, but uh, we'll keep our eyes and ears peeled for this. So before we leave NXT, let's take a look at some news surrounding the women's Dusty Rhodes classic because we did get more information Wednesday night on the brackets on how many teams there are and who is who in the zoo so we know that there are going to be eight teams for the women's dusty roads tag team classic and it features three new signings that were announced by wwe so you have elena black who is now in nxt known as cora jade you have Lacey ryan who is now known as zoe stark and Indie sensation Priscilla Kelly, who has been signed, and she's now being known as Gigi Dolan. So on the left side of the bracket, it is The Way, Candice LeRae, and Indie Hartwell taking on the new team of Gigi Dolan and Cora Jade. Also on that side, you have the team of Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon taking on Marina Shafir and Zoe Stark. On the right side, we saw Team Ninja, which is Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, defeat Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. And the second match in that bracket is Aliyah and Jesse Camilla taking on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Now, here's what we've already learned from the Dusty Classic uh, whoever we think might be the favorites may not necessarily be the winners as already we've seen the elimination of Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm, who I would have predicted could have gone all the way in this particular tournament. Right now, my money could be on either Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez or Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, but here's the thing. We don't know what will happen until they get in the ring and almost anything could happen when they get in the ring. So this is going to be fun to watch. Keep your eyes and ears peeled, of course, on the women's Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic, which takes place every Wednesday night on NXT, as is the men's classic as well. You've got to imagine that both finals will be taking place at the NXT TakeOver event that happens on Valentine's Day. So there's some interesting news floating around the wrestling world as The Undertaker recently did a podcast with Joe Rogan as a guest on the Joe Rogan Experience exclusively on Spotify. He talked about his career with the WWE and he also talked about the current product. Now he was asked if he watches wrestling still and uh, what he thinks of the current product. And this is what he said. He said, quote, I try... But it's tough for me right now. The product has changed so much and it's kind of off. And then he said this. I'll probably piss a lot of people off, but they need to hear it. It is what it is. To the young guys who think he's an old bitter guy, I'm not bitter. I did my time. I walked away when I wanted to walk away. I just think that the product is a little soft. There's guys here and there that have an edge to them, but there's too much pretty and not enough substance, I think, right now. That's what The Undertaker had to say about the current WWE product. Now, The Undertaker didn't stop there. The Undertaker also said this. He said, in the previous era of wrestling, those guys were, quote, men. He said, you go into a dressing room nowadays, and it's a lot different. I remember walking into my first real dressing room, and all I saw were some crusty men. Half of them had guns and knives in their bags. Things got handled back then, you know. Now you walk in and these guys are playing video games and making sure they look pretty. He goes on to say it's evolution, I guess. I don't know what it is, but I just prefer when men were men. Yeah, this is this is the undertaker so here's how xavier woods responded to this because of course xavier woods we know uh, has the up up down down channel on youtube which has done incredibly well a big video games aficionado this is what he says he says quote I wouldn't be the person that I am without the guidance and lessons of a few key people from the previous generation of wrestling. They taught me about the business to save my money and that having video games in the locker room is healthier than having blank. Thank you, guys. So let's just say this, I don't think that this is being received very well, but I also think it's a wild move for The Undertaker, who is the legend that he is, who got the send-off that he got, to talk so badly about the WWE product. Um, Could the product use some work? Of course. Do we think that guys are quote-unquote soft, and when men were men... (sighs) This is what gets concerning about moments like this And this is why sometimes it's just better we keep our thoughts to ourselves Because I don't think that The Undertaker really, really cares about the current climate And how there are certain things you can't say Uh, Calling people soft is not a good thing Saying when men were men is insinuating that right now men aren't being men, and that whatever the current environment is in the locker room uh, seems to have had more of uh, a quality or caliber of what manhood was before. I think this is dangerous rhetoric, and here's why it's dangerous, because I think over time, just speaking about manhood, I think manhood, sometimes masculinity can be toxic when it is not handled well. I think that we're also understanding that masculinity takes on different forms, and if defining masculinity according to The Undertaker is having guns and knives in the locker room with you versus playing video games, I don't know that that's good. I also know this, that the wrestlers in the locker room are doing their best to preserve their livelihood, to extend their longevity, and many of them are looking to have life after wrestling, which is something that did not happen for the previous generation. It was, you know, once a wrestler, always a wrestler, which has made it difficult for many of them to transition into other areas and elements of their lives. Ask The Undertaker, who it was so well documented, took a solid three years before he could decide to retire, which included having some really bad matches and negatively impacting his legacy, and it almost cost him his life, ask Goldberg. Look at Ric Flair, who at age 71, can't walk away from the business, still needs to be on television, still needs to find a way to be connected to pro wrestling. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that being connected to the business for your entire life is a bad thing. What I am saying is to call people who can't leave or can't effectively transition men when men were men because they were solely dedicated to pro wrestling versus some of the guys who are in now um, who may not want to be a pro wrestler for the rest of their lives. I don't know that that's a fair assessment, but I want to hear your thoughts. What are your thoughts on The Undertaker's comments about A, the pro wrestling product, and B, not just calling the product soft, but saying that back in the day when men were men. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Let's talk about it by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The faction show had some other things I wanted to cover, but this kind of makes the most sense and it's a good place to kind of uh, put a pin in it. So let us know your thoughts on The Undertaker's comments, also on Raw, AEW Dynamite, and NXT. Of course, SmackDown is coming your way tonight as we continue to head towards the Royal Rumble. All right, have an amazing Friday, and until next time, it's your man GB Gerard Bonner. Representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman John Murray, collectively, we are The Faction. Have a great day. Salute my people. Here we go. my